Hello, Texans. Welcome to the Texans Players Show. Mark Vandermeer with you, soon to be joined by John Harris and also D.P. Sidhu, as we've got a couple of great guests for you tonight. Mario Addison, he is coming up. Salty veteran in this league, played originally for Lovey Smith very briefly in 2011. We'll go through his journey. And another journey we will go through features Malik Collins, our first guest defensive lineman for your Houston Texans. Malik, great to have you with us. How's it going? Yeah, how you doing? Excellent. So we're going to get into everything about the game that's going to be played this Sunday at Dallas, what happened against Cleveland, all of it. But I wanted to zero in on this first because this is the most important thing. No, it's not. But this flashed as I was prepping for this interview. You were a state high school wrestling champion in Missouri. And then you go to Nebraska. Did the Cornhusker wrestling coaches try to recruit you? I mean, after all, you're there to play football. How did that go down? I actually used to talk to the wrestling coach a lot. Uh, Bo wasn't going for it, though. <laughs> Bo wanted to be selfish and make sure I was develop, develop, developing as a, a three technique. So I stayed I stayed over there. How did wrestling help you become a player? Like We've talked to a lot of guys over the years about wrestling. And some of them are like, man, wrestlers – kind of where it's at and we've seen a lot of them at all different positions but how did it help you i think overall just awareness um having natural leverage i mean i think i think all the people that you look at that was former wrestlers like you i mean you see glimpses of it in a game for instance yeah. robert quinn yeah the way he bends he's a three-time state champ you know Ooh. so Ooh, so you're aware of these things when the no, players I'm aware. yeah, I'm yeah. Aware of them, sure. <laughs> So you're you're inside. You're you're dealing with so much traffic in the middle, so many bodies. What is that like for you, being in the trenches, trying to get through, get to the quarterback, or make a tackle on a running back? What is that like? It's normal. It's my lifeblood. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm used to in there. It's, I mean, it's it's little it's little peeps, it's little little cracks. I mean, mm -hmm. but you you learn how to maneuver through those little those little spaces. And um, I mean that's what I, what I work on in the off season is working through those little spaces. Um, my trainer BT Jordan, we do a lot of footwork in tight spaces. Um, we even rush like in tight areas just to just to work on that type of pre preparation for the season. Speaking of tight areas, Sunday you're down on the one yard line and you get the safety, and you were a big part of that. You were on the backside of that play. Yeah. What happened on that play to get the safety? What'd y'all do? Um, What'd you was, do? It was running belly weak, so I got a I got a tight scoop or a power scoop. Um, the guard wanted to stay on. Right. Um, if if Rory does his job properly, which he did, he stays in the A gap, gets not penetration on the on the um on the guard, yep. the center combo. Um, I make it where he can't run backside. There's no cutback lane. So. But you just took Conklin and just ran him right back into the end zone to tackle and took him right back there, and that's where Chubb ran into first. Yeah. Did you get a did you get a nice little helmet sticker for that? Nah, no helmet stickers. I know you don't get helmet stickers, but would you want one for that play? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's 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 a part of the game, man. I mean, people will see it when they will look at tape. The people that I mean know, yeah. know the game. Playing your position, it's not like you're going to get a high volume of sacks or anything, but you'll get some. Yeah. What is more satisfying, that what you did on Sunday with the safety or a sack or a strip sack? Well, strip sack's got to be pretty good as well. What do you like best? Of course, you always want a sack, but anytime you can help the defense score. You know, it's always it's always better. What I don't want to say what happened in Miami. I'll say it this way, Malik. Your game down in Miami, I think, was the best game I've seen you play in two years. And it felt like you were just kind of taking over the game inside, whether you were rushing, whether you were rushing inside, whether you were bull rushing, whatever you wanted to do, run game. It felt like everything was was working for you that day. What was it, especially in that Miami game, where you just took it up to a different level? 
Um, I feel like I feel like majority of the time I start strong in the game. So I feel like I, I got good juice starting mm-hmm. in the game. My technique always on point coming off the ball. I established my get off. That game, I felt sluggish in the beginning. Really? I did. Um Heat, humidity, maybe? That, that could have been a factor. It was it was definitely <laughs> it was, it was spicy, yeah, it was man. We were down spicy. there. Yeah. Um, but I just and then I lost a couple rushes. Usually uh, when I get some one on ones, I'm gonna win them. Yeah. Um, whether it's a pressure on the quarterback or being around him or at least just beating my man clean. But starting that game, I uh, I wasn't winning. I spent twice. I lost. I did a bull rush, and it was kind of weak. And I was like, man, it's time to go. And I just made a decision right there that I wouldn't be blocked. Okay, some of the, I, I saw this. I want to I wanna get the full breakdown. You ended up – you had two sacks. Mm-hmm. And at one of the sacks, you got to a – and it looked like he was going down, and then Jake Hansen, you maybe had some other people coming up. As you, as you stood up, you kind of were tapping your 96. Like, hey, <laughs> were you man. telling everybody that was your sack? And they still gave it to Kirko. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't win for losing, you know. But I, I think mean, I said I, I be, your name, by the way, yeah, on yeah, the radio. We, we did say your name. We saw yeah. you. That we gave you credit. Yep. I mean, I, be, I, I, mean, I need them. Yeah. Kirko and all them, they, you know, they get paid off tackles and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I need the sacks. Malik Collins Collins with us. Malik, you're listed at 310. So I won't ask you what the weight is today because it's got to fluctuate a little bit. But have you experimented a little heavier, a little lighter? How how have you gone about that throughout your career? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm probably lighter than 310. But in my Dallas days, I was heavy. Okay. I was heavy. I used to step on the scale and face the other way. Well, I didn't (laughs) want to know. And I just knew I would get fined every week, but I was just was like, man, I'm I feel like I'm playing it. I'm comfortable right here, mm-hmm. and um, I kind of stood my ground and just start tapping my pocket too much. But I knew I always needed to get down. I just wasn't willing to do it in season. Are you at the same weight you were when you're back in college? Nah, I'm because it not. feels like you're moving like you. It yeah. feels like you're moving. Like I remember seeing you in college. Now maybe some of that was the number because I saw the number seven. When you see yeah. a single digit on a dude, you're thinking. All right, that dude's got to be able to move. So maybe your your mind plays tricks on you, but it feels like you're moving kind of the same like you were back yeah. in college. No, I feel like I move. I feel like I move more efficient now, though. And that's, I mean, that's working with Mike in the weight room. You know, getting right. Um, I'm stronger now, so you know, of course, those movements. My core is a lot stronger. Yeah. We, we plank for, we plank every day, all day. So <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah. planks where it's at. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a Mike Eubank special right there. <laughs> Planking, planking, yeah. nice, Mike. I like it. Everybody can plank. Yeah. Well, not everybody. Some better than others. Let's just put it that way. Sure. Wanted to ask you about Rod Marinelli because you've played for him two different stops, and he worked with Lovey before. How much did that have to do with you coming here? Um, it was, it was a. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know it before, but I seen the connection as I, as I was, as I was getting a deal done here. I was like, oh, that all right, that makes sense now. Because mm-hmm. I, I really I really wasn't too – I had talked to my agent, and my agent was like, yeah, man, they got Lovey Smith as the coordinator. I'm like, mm, okay. He was like, yeah, looking for a three technique. I'm like, mm, okay, that makes sense. And, um, you know, it was the, the place I decided to come to. You talk about B.T. Jordan. He's now at Michigan State. Yeah. And you went to Nebraska. And Michigan State and Nebraska play each other. But you still work with him? For sure. That's my guy. Don't matter where he is, what's going we, on? We're we about to be back on the map now, though. Mm-hmm. Got Matt Rule in there. He got a he, he assembling a great staff. Yeah, Terrence, Terrence Knight is about to be the defensive line. Oh coach. yeah, that's right. I saw that. Yeah, uh, pot okay. roast. Yeah, pot roast. Yep. Pot roast Knight. All right. So you got thirty seconds. Make your pitch. There's some kids out there listening in Houston thinking about where they want to go to school. 
Give the pitch for why Nebraska is the right place for them to go. I think the right Nebraska is the right place to go just based on the tradition of the program. I mean, you got greats coming through there. Um, you got a, a coach in Matt Rule that's going – I feel like he's rebuilding the program. If you want to be a part of something special, it's not It's not a place for the week, though. You know, it's uh -huh. you know people people going to be hard on you, but it's for the, better, for the betterment of you. And if you're trying to get to the next level and play at the next level, I think it's the best place, especially in the Big Ten in general. And winter is not a factor whatsoever, right? No, I don't think so. Okay, God. good. How special is it to go to Dallas and play a game there for you with your history? It's it's it's, it's big. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. about facing their old line, those backs, everything they have to offer? I th I think it's uh, I think every team in the league wants to play against Dallas in Dallas. You know, mm -hmm. it's America's team, a bunch of stars on the team. Yeah. yeah. You know? Me starting my career there, playing four years there, being drafted into the class is pretty much leading that team for the last seven seasons. I think it, I think it's big. Mike, I thought about this going into the Giants game because I was thinking about Tegan Quatoriano playing in that game, and it was one of his first few games, and he was going to go against Kayvon Thibodeau, and I'm like, oh, they played against each other in college. So you've got – there's some history there, and maybe that makes it a little bit easier for Tegan. I don't know. So I'm asking you, having gone against these guys in practice as much as you have, not all of them, but yeah. a decent number on that, does it make it – I don't want to say easier, but just the fact that you know them. I mean, obviously they know you too, but is there anything there having faced them before that gives you, um, as you go into this, maybe not an advantage, but just it gives you knowledge that maybe you didn't have uh, going against some other guys maybe for the first time? I mean, of course, it's, it's, it's uh, knowledge. I got prior knowledge. But I'm also going against the best guard in football this week right? to me, and that's Zach Martin. And um, just just knowing Zach and knowing yeah. he gonna bring it, I'm a, I'm gonna bring mine too, you know. So I think it'll be a fun game. Um, I'm excited to go against there. You know, our D line over there, we was really tight. We was known as the Hot Boys. So I mean, I'm I'm excited to go up there and play with those. Play you, against. You those excited guys. to go against the best? I mean, people sure. say he's the best guard sure. in the game. Quentin sure. Nelson, you get to see twice a year as well. But going against the best, how much is that a part of of Sunday's game? The fact that maybe it's not the Cowboys. Or Zach Martin, but that dude is the best in the league. How that's much the, is that? That's the NFL. You see the best every week? I mean, some guys. <laughs> some, guys. <laughs> some, guys. some guys are the best every week. Yeah. Malik, one more for you. I was going to bring up Mario Addison because we have him on the show as well. And you've got Mario and Jerry on the team, on the D-line, in the room. What's it like to have those two OGs around in this group? My dogs, man. I love playing with them. Um, Mario. Me and him, we uh, we a lot of life for real. We uh, me and him was just talking about it in there at breakfast this morning. But we we both I don't know if everybody know we both like big in the cars, and like yeah. um, you know, so we talk car stuff all day. That's my guy, and um, Jerry. I mean, being around a guy that's having this much success later in his career and just you know just balling and showing no signs of slowing down at all. Yep. You know, um, I mean, it's inspirational to be around. You try to pick up on his routine and. And the, and the type of things he do to stay in it. But you also, on the other side of things, you got a bunch of young bucks, too. So how much do you guys impart all that wisdom onto the young dudes in your room as well? Um, I mean, it's Because it's you kind of split the middle. For sure. You got those guys on that end. You got the young dudes. You're kind of like right in the middle. You kind of got a little bit of both. And then we got a, a unique unique thing with uh, Beasy. You know, yeah. he's a Super Bowl champ. He done been around great players as well. So, I mean, you want to you wanna get some game from him. And what it's like being on a championship and a championship program. Malik, thanks a lot for joining us. Good luck this week. For sure. Appreciate it.
There's Malik Collins now. Mario Addison, he's been around the block. Chicago Bears, most recently Buffalo Bills before coming here in the offseason. We'll check in with him and get to know him better next on the Texans Players Show. It's Texans Radio. Keeping you company on the Texans Players Show. And by the way, Christian Kirksey, Texans linebacker and co-captain, nominated the Texans nominee for Walter Payton Man of the Year. Special video on HoustonTexans.com and the Texans app about that. We'll talk about that in Texans All Access later. But right now, let's welcome in Mario Addison. We heard from Malik Collins, now a fellow defensive lineman. And Mario, great to see you. Thanks for being with us. Glad to be here. All right, so let's start the conversation here. I thought you should have gotten a half sack the other day, by the way. Uh, I know this is just a stats thing, and you guys are about the team thing, but you had a couple of sacks the last time you faced Watson as a Panther, right? Yes, sir, I have. have. Yeah, I mean, everybody made a big deal, me included, about Kyle Allen quarterbacking that game for the Panthers, but (laughs) we should have made a bigger deal about you having two sacks in that matchup in 2019. That's true, that's true. It was was a good game. You know, we came over here. We really thought – to be honest, if you go by, you know, the better team that year, you guys were stacked. Mm-hmm. And we came in with hopes of, you know, doing our thing. Yep. And what really changed the game around when when J.J. Watts went in for a sack on Kyle, yeah. and he kind of ducked up out of it, that's when we realized we were like, okay, little young quarterback, you know, he, he with it. You know, yep. he, he can get the job done if he want, you know, scale of J.J. Watts. Because I'd seen quarterbacks see this guy. He's massive. Mm-hmm. They would fold it or try to dug up on him or went to the ground. Yeah. When he kind of don't know about the sack. I was like, okay, I like this guy. I like this guy. Uh, it was funny because in the locker room last week, we were talking <clears throat> about facing Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And you had talked about how you'd faced him uh, in 2019. And I said, wait a minute. Who were you with? Yeah, and then yeah. we started working backwards. I was like, wait, you were with the Panthers. That was the Kyle Allen game. Because you're game. right. When yep. you go back and you look at the box score, you think this team was so stacked. But could not score in the first half. Scored in the second half. And then the Panthers came out and, and won. But back to your half sack. Uh, I agree. It looked like you had had half of it, but you said that y- you like Oboe. So it's fine that Oboe got full credit for the sack on Sunday? It is. It is fine because um, when you look at the play, I really thought Deshaun about to break that tackle because he's mm-hmm. an athletic guy. You right. Know, everybody knows that. And he didn't, you know, in previous plays before that, yeah. he got out of sacks, mm-hmm. you know, mobily. So I like Ah, let me just keep rushing anyway, just in case he do pull his leg back out and let me hit him anyway, just to be on the safe side. And um, when I heard that they gave it all to Oboe, I'm like, good. You know, yeah. my, my dog worked hard. He been working hard <laughs> all season, you know what I'm saying? Um, this is his first sack, and which he should have had multiple, but you know how that is. They get sure. the ball out fast sometimes. He also been he been killing guys all year long. But um, he worked hard, and I think he deserved to be full credit for the whole thing. Mario Addison with us. I I was going to say, when it comes to getting sacks, we had a couple of, you mentioned J.J. Watt. We had Antonio Smith here together with J.J. And uh, we used to have Antonio on on our weekly show. Mm -hmm. And Antonio Smith said, the way to get credit for a sack is... Celebrate first. Be the first to celebrate. (laughs) Okay. So I was like, why did that's a vet move. Why didn't you celebrate? I I mean, I know where the game was at that point, but just in general, do you do that? When he jumped up and I seen, you know, his, his face expression. He worked hard to get that sack. Yeah. And like, like I said. And you're a good he, teammate. Like I said, he I think he would have pulled him down. The guy was going yeah. down. And I was just trying to clean him up. Right. You know, to make right. sure he don't get out. So yeah. that's why I didn't celebrate. And plus, you know, I was a little tired too. So I was trying to say the, <laughs> the energy that I did have, you know. So exactly. I see guys celebrate all the time, both sides of the ball. And I'm it's thinking, true. don't waste your energy celebrating. Oh, rough, and don't jump up in the air because bad things can happen when you land. That's true. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree with that. 
Yeah, I don't want to see any acrobatics, but I think it's fine to celebrate after a sack because if that can alter your numbers in any way, because yeah. the refs seem very partial to, well, he's celebrating, it must be his sack. But it's Mario, doing what you do, though, you want a sack, sacks are great, no, but different, pressures, we always talk about this, pressures are good, too, because you might force a bad throw that it's results true. in a pick. Yeah, um, so our main thing is to affect the quarterback in any way. Mm-hmm. So anywhere from a guy getting his face right away or even batting the ball down, if yeah. you can affect the quarterback and he know you there, You'll make him rush his mechanics, and he'll, like you said, throw a bad pass or get rid of the ball even faster to keep from getting hit. Things like that always affect the quarterback, so that's our first goal. And then, you know, I, I want a sack. We mm-hmm. all want sacks. If we could, we'll get five sacks a game. But, you know, it don't work out like that, so we got to affect him in a way. How good is it to be with Jerry here after you guys were together in Buffalo? It's good. Like, it's amazing. Um, Jerry, my guy. Mm-hmm. I've been knowing Jerry since uh, 2012, well, 2011. Right. And um, cool guy. And me and Jerry actually stayed together when I had uh, passed through uh, Indy, Indianapolis. Okay. So oh, okay. I stayed with Jerry for like uh, like a half a year. And um, before I, when I left there, I had went to, um, to the uh, Commanders right. and to Carolina. But um, so me and Jerry always stayed in touch. And we played on side of each other when we was in Indy. And it's just, it ain't nothing like, you know, working with a, a familiar face. Who signed first here? I, I signed first here. Did you say to Nick Casario, hey, sign Jerry Hughes. We're recruit, a tandem. I recruited Jerry a little bit. <laughs> I remember that. I remember Jerry saying that he's, he was looking to sign somewhere. He saw the news that you signed here. Yeah. And then immediately he wanted to sign here as well, and you two were having that conversation. I mean, he's from here, so it's yeah. not a huge stretch for him to and, come here. And I used all that to, oh, you know, to make sure Jerry would come here. And um, I'm glad he's here. Uh, Jerry been balling. He's been a uh, tremendous leader on his team. Um, he speak high of everyone. Yeah. He, he uplift everyone. And who wouldn't want Jerry to play for them? Yeah. You know? Good soul. Good soul. And um, I want him around. I had to have his, his, his engine around me, and I was so happy when he signed. Good I love guy. that he's here because eventually he will retire, yep. and uh, we could always have him as a Texans legend, as that's a true. former Texan that we could that's always true. lean on because he's, he's so good. So he's real good. that's he's real fun. Good. Mario Addison with us. All right, let's get into your journey a little bit because I'm – it's amazing to me how you could be undrafted mm-hmm. and you got into the league in 2011 yep. and you're still in the league. Yes, sir. So a lot of people were wrong about you along the way. But coming out of high school, you weren't that highly recruited, right? A little bit. You played yeah. some community college or JUCO and yes, then sir. went to Troy, right? No, then I went to Troy. So coming out of high school, so Miami, when I played high school ball, I was a running back and a quarterback. So I really never touched defense at all. And then mm-hmm. when I was coming out, and, you know, a lot of teams wanted to sign me as an athlete. And um, I ended up signing with Troy. Then I, I went to JUCO for two years, then went back to Troy. What did Troy sign you as, though? What did they tell you you would be doing? They told me as an athlete, but they okay. also said I would definitely maybe on the defensive side. So they actually signed me as a linebacker. Okay. And in my head, I'm like, ah. you know, <laughs> I'm used to running away from people, running people over, you yeah. know, throwing the ball a little. But now I got to actually hit somebody. Yeah. It's going to be real interesting. It's a different mindset, it right? It is. It's a very different yeah. mindset. So they signed me as a linebacker. I went to Juco, play um, linebacker for one year, and I won, like, Juco to North for linebacker for my first year. Second year, they moved. They wanted to see me play DN. So I moved to DN. Now I'm one of the best players as a DN. So me being – I was a smaller guy, and um, mm-hmm. I really didn't know how to hit for real, to be honest. And I had a humbling experience at practice one day. They were running a counter play, and I was outside linebacker. I came to like feel the gap, and I seen the gap open up, 
And when I tell you my eyes got so big, I like, here you go. Yeah. I got to hit somebody. And, man, one of my teammates ran me over. When I say he ran me over, like, he ran me over. <laughs> and it was that day I realized, you know what, Mario? You need some training at this spot. Mm. And then that right there really opened my eyes up. Like, it's different when you got the ball and you running people over and running away from people. When you actually got to hit people, it's totally different. So right. that right there kind of woke me up. So the next year I played, ended up playing um, defense end. And I used speed for everything. And I was a really, like, quick guy. So I was I, uh, talked to, you know, kind of maneuver around the big guys. Don't let them grab you. If you can, if they can't grab you, they can't hold you. So that's how I was. I, like, just running around, running around, making plays, running around. And then signed back with Troy. And then I redshirted when I got back to Troy. Right. So I really ended up playing, like, two years. I only played two years of D- Division One ball. The first year... I redshirted. Then the second year, I um I was behind other defense in like NFL defense in, so I had to wait my turn. So I really only started one year of college ball. Mm. Wow, that's it. Yeah, well, on a Division One level. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. How, how much did you weigh in college? You said you weren't very big, but it's hard to picture you being a not no. a big guy you looking at you now. See, people say that all the time. I feel like that's a, this. I just assumed you were this size. Yeah, oh, you're, college. you're a so, quarterback. <laughs> I was like one. 35. Really? One, not one. 235, oh, okay. 240. Okay. That would have been a miracle. That would have been, ama- been like, you what doubled. is your diet? <laughs> so you put on how much weight would you say to, um, to move to defense? To move defense, maybe by at least 25 pounds. 25 pounds. Yeah. In in college? In college, yeah. And then did you have to add more weight as you got into the NFL? I did, I did. So when I got in the NFL, I was really like 245. So I was, I realized like when I got here in the league, Miami, I only started at that position, like one year on a division level. And I went undrafted and made the team with, um, actually with Lovey Smith in Chicago. I, isn't that crazy? I was yeah. just looking at his numbers. He was with Lovey Smith yeah, in, in 2011. 2011. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it me, I don't think I put that together. So now you're with him again. I'm with him again. I'm with him again. How did that go down? How were you brought to Chicago? Because it's funny because Chris Ballard, who's the GM in Indy now, was a scout with the Bears when Lovey was there and later sort of rose up through their personnel department. Yeah. But how did all that happen for you? They just so, sign you and you're like, all right, here, here I am playing for Lovey Smith all of a sudden. They're trying to make the team anyway. They're true. So for me, that whole process, Ashley was getting called all the way through the draft from like third round all the way up. Be ready. We made for the pick mm-hmm. you up. Be ready. You know, before oh, okay. then, I can try it out for, you know, did workouts for different teams. They can't see me. I worked out for them. So I'm ready, going through it. Then I realized, bam, it's the end of the draft. And I didn't get picked up by a guy. I mean, by a team. So mm-hmm. after that, I had, like, different teams rolling in, calling me, such and such. And I was like, I was talking to my agent, and I was like, what, what do you think would be the best fit for me? And by me playing, like, a 4-3 and, and at Troy N when I was in Juco, I wanted to kind of stick to that because – you know, I was fresh to actually to the position. Right. So I wanted to stick to a 4-3 defense, and they had Rod Marinelli. You right. know, uh, I talked to Rod Marinelli. Mm-hmm. Rod Marinelli, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talked to other guys. They are like, hey, man, if you really want a good start, you want somebody to really polish you up, Rod Marinelli is the guy mm-hmm. to kind of get you going. And um, and that kind of stuck with me. So uh, I I chose Chicago over all the teams that, that wanted to give me a shot or wanted me to come into camp, rather. So when I got there – um, met Levy, met Rod, and mm. you know met some some Hall of Famer players. Played with them, and it, it was pretty fun. The rest of history, and they really just, you know, 
end up molding me into a defense end, uh, the best they can do, you know. So uh, I was very grateful for that. And then now, this many years later, to be reunited with Lovey, to be back here again, I mean, how, do you, has a lot changed, you think, with him and his coaching style and, and how he does things? Um, I don't think very many players can say that they played for Lovey at the beginning and, you know, and back, back in, yeah. yeah, two yeah. different teams. But, um, one thing I know that changed about Lovey, um, his beard. <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't have the beard in Chicago. Nope. Yeah. He did have the beard. He did have the beard. And if he did have the beard, I know it would have been like, it would have been a, a black beard. A black beard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now that <laughs> He was you quite see a bit Levin, younger back then. You know, you see Levin now and that it's, it's all great. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And really you, cool you, While you yourself are sporting some nice whiskers yeah, got, there. Oh, got you've got the beginning of a lovey yeah. beard. You've no. got the young lovey beard. Give it a song. Give it another 20 <laughs> years. 20, 20 years. 20, oh, 30 years. Half <laughs> black, half gray, maybe. <laughs> salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Eventually all salt. It been all salt. He's still been coaching the same way mm. in, the, in the system, how he's been coaching. Um, It's slightly modified a little. I don't know how true it's old, but when we was in Chicago, you know, Rod, Rod Marinelli was the – was defense coordinator. Right. So he was defense coordinator and D-line coach. So okay. he was calling the plays. All right. So he was calling the shot. Mm-hmm. But now, Lovey's the head the coach D. and the defense coordinator. Mm-hmm. Right. And he actually calling the plays. So yeah. that, that was the difference. Is the terminology, does it does it help that you played with him back all those years ago, or is it different now? Um, It's, it's terminology. It's similar. It's, it's similar. similar. Yeah, like, you was know, it pretty, every team changed yeah. it up a little bit, but all the movement and um most of the terminology, it means the same thing. It just... They called were, something like said, else. They worded, they worded different. Didn't Malik uh, Collins play for Rod Marinelli in Dallas? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And then and then in, in with the Raiders as well. We too, did. Right? Yeah, showed it. Showed it with the Raiders. Also. Because I remember when we when we signed him last year, I talked to Lovey about it, and and that was the connection. Yeah, with yeah, Rod yeah. Have you and Malik ever talked about it? Because Malik obviously is we, did, a we did. We did. We did. We talked about technique. Rod because um, Rod Marinelli was a, he was a good coach, real good coach. Mm-hmm. And then I, I actually had the um, pleasure of playing up on um, Eric Washington, which is the Bills. Defensive line coach, mm-hmm. so he was up on the Marinelli. So I I got to Chicago, 2011. He got to Carolina in 2011. So I I just missed him. Mm-hmm. So once I went through you know a couple of transactions making the team making teams whatever then I stuck with Carolina, and I ended up with him. And he his coaching style was real similar to Rob Marinelli. Mm-hmm. So I was really doing stuff I already knew, and it kind of. They were really he he's the guy, Eric Washington, hands down, who molded me and used all the tools that I had to turn me into a premier pass rush. All right, we got a lot more to get to here on the Texans Players Show tonight. Mario Addison stays with us. We have Texans All Access coming up as well. It's Texans Radio. Great to have you listening tonight on your way home or wherever you are headed. Let's get right back to it with Mario Addison. Jacques Cesaire, tell me about him. You had him in Buffalo as well did, as an did, assistant D-line coach, yep, yep, and now yep. he's the guy on okay, the D-line. Okay, uh, Jacques, man, good coach, uh, player coach, a guy mm-hmm. that played for, you know, 10 years, 10-plus mm-hmm. years. So he, he know what it takes to be successful on this level. And um, one thing about Jacques, you're going to get his all every time he step on the field. And uh, he even, you know, give us looks. We had to tell him, hey, Jock, hey, chill out sometime, man. You ain't got no pads on, no nothing. You're going to get hurt out here, man, you know? But he's so, you know, so energized. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He like, he'll perseverance do anything. I, we didn't see Jock get, like, blows to the head that he'll shake it off and keep going. Oh, you my know? gosh. So one thing about he he very passionate about, you know, this sport. And mm-hmm. he want all his guys to win. That's why he, he work us the way he do. I know when you okay, so you started the season off here on IR, mm-hmm. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Missed the first four games. Four games. Okay, what was that like working your way back from that? Because I don't really remember yeah. you having. As, I mean, I, you were active throughout training yeah, yeah. camp. I feel like. Yeah. So I kind of missed training camp a little bit. At the end. Mm-hmm. Um, toward the end. Toward okay. The end. So actually, I can I went through training camp, but. You weren't playing the in the preseason day. games, yeah. but that's hard to, to judge yeah, 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 whether or not yeah, guys yeah, yeah. are so resting or not. Yeah. When we got to like the regular season game, the first regular season game, I yeah. pulled my groin. Two, do- two days before the game. Ouch. Oh. Two okay. days before the game. And, like, uh, for me, I never missed, like, in my whole career, four games, period. Okay. So, for me to start off on IR, missing four yeah. games, mm. it really threw my rhythm off. So, All I right. had to um, really get right and, like, dial my, my like, just dial in and, and channel my energy into, like, you know, being focused, doing this, doing that, knowing that I can't actually do it physically. Because when I was going through the whole IR thing, you know, most times I couldn't, you know, like really do anything for real. It was more so treatment. So it was like really four weeks. Well, I say three weeks of just really just get my groin back right. And then, you know, the last week really just getting back into the motion of moving lateral or going straight, uh, straight forward and things like that. So it was, it was to me, it was a little demoralizing. Mm. But I know I had a job to do and I had to shake back and, and get back focused. Mario Addison joining us. Let's talk about some of the young guys here. Uh, Roy it. Lopez had a pretty good game against yeah. the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah. Year two, what are you seeing from him? Um, I watched him when I first got here. You know, I watched him on the guys that we had. And yeah. um, he evolving. Mm-hmm. Each year, Roy is taking that step to getting better. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about younger guys like him. He wouldn't have put the work in. Roy come out early, you know, mm-hmm. get his hands moving, getting everything going, and – when you got a guy like that who want to get better, you're going to see them succeed later on in the league. Good. And you know? what about Kurt Heinis from Notre Dame, oh, undrafted man. rookie? Man, look, Kurt, tough guy, man. I see a little myself in Kurt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, guy that, you know, didn't get drafted, uh, just want to work hard. And um, he listen. Yeah. He's co- he very coachable. I can tell you now, if he wasn't coachable, he wouldn't have he he made this defense, hands down. And so he's very coachable. Do everything the coach tell him to do. He hungry, you know what I'm saying. He a good rookie, mm-hmm. and um, glad to be a part of that. Excellent. All right. Yeah. So when we have players on who have played other places, sometimes I like to ask about players and what it was like there. Carolina, you're there for a bunch of years, yes, sir, and part of their Super Bowl team. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? That whole experience and Cam Newton, everything he was doing, leading the offense. I know you're on the other side of the ball, yeah, but it's yeah. a whole collective thing. The most thing I could take away from the 2015 team was we had fun that year. Yeah, we we bought into the scheme. We had a great locker room. Everybody respected each other. Everybody knew their job and did their job. So we was hitting on all cylinders. When I say mm-hmm. from special team to offense to defense, everybody played their butt off. Every play, we swam to the ball. We listened to what the coach told us to do, and we just when we did when we made out like when we did what we were supposed to do, we did a, a little bit more right. to make sure it was done. You understand what and I'm you saying? beat the so. Texans that year. I remember week two. We had Ryan Mallett starting. Another victory over the Texans. Ouch. I was starting to hurt a little bit. Did I get a set that game or two sets? I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to look you? it up. I might, I, have, I might have had a set. I remember coming here oh boy. one year. Now you want to make. And I had like, two sets. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's. No, no. They came to Carolina. I think I had two yeah, sets yeah. in Carolina. In that game. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, All right. Yep. Well, thanks a lot, Mario. No, no, no. Jeez. I'm here now. <laughs> I know. He's here it's now. true. If we go to Carolina, we will kill true. those guys. Was it weird, though? All right. So there you are in the Super Bowl, and you're playing Peyton Manning at the end of his career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know he's not. 
Peyton Manning anymore, but yeah. he's enough of Peyton Manning to, to get do the some job damage. done. And they're running the football, right? That's true. That's true. I um, I met I had the um, pleasure of meeting Peyton Manning back in 2011, 12, when I was with with the coach, whatever. And, and he was hurt at the time. Right, he was sitting his, had, his neck. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying he had uh, injured his neck or whatever. And um, you know, no, really, just you know, sit down and talk to him, but. Mm-hmm. He was a cool guy walking by. What's up? What's up? How you doing? He speak to the young guys, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And um, actually getting to play against him, you know, out mad. I didn't get a sack on him, mm-hmm. but um, it was cool. But um, and by the way, before people wonder, because the Texans did visit the Colts in 2011 in the second to last week of the season, but I don't think you played in that game or something like that. Probably so, wasn't. so uh, you didn't have any sacks against the Texans in that game. So there's that. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it, Dan. Oh, I'm just kidding around with you. Just a rookie. You're all right, so playing against Peyton Manning, you know, when he's making all those calls and checks at the line of scrimmage, oh, what's that like for a defensive lineman? Yeah, the way, Omaha stuff. Like, yeah. just snap the ball already. Yes. <laughs> you said it all for me, but let me say it in my terms. He had so much crap going on at the line of scrimmage. Like, uh-huh. you just, like you said, snap the ball already, and you will be in your stance. 15 seconds, ready to go. He checking there, checking there, this, that, that. Please, bro. Um, <laughs> does it affect your Does it affect your mindset? Like, are you second guessing what you're about to do or what he's about to do, um, or do you just stay locked into what you were initially going to do? See, for me, I, I was told to always dial in, like, and reach your key. Your key always take it to mm-hmm. the ball, and my mm-hmm. key was like the right tackle or the left tackle. Mm-hmm. So whatever they first moving in, it's kind of telling me what they're gonna do. If you go down, I know it's runaway. If he ran it to me, it could be ran to me, you know. And if he, you know, high hat, I mean, it's passed. So I just, when he go to doing all that checking and stuff like that, I just realize, I mean, just, you know, just lock in on my key and he going to tell right. me what to do. So that's all how right. I kind of watch, Carl. What about being in Buffalo? What was that atmosphere like? And we've played them over the years, yep, played yep, them in yep. a playoff game, seen them uh, back in 2015 when Tyrod was still there yep, and yep. watched their rise from afar to the power they are today. What was it like being there in Western New York with um, them? Everybody tell me how, they asked me, like, how did you like Buffalo? Um, it was cool. It was cool being there. It, it was different. Yeah. So when everybody hear about, you know, man, you stand in New York, you got skyscrapers, this, that, it's huge, yeah. that. And then I had, I had to tell them, you know, I, I, they, they be sad when I tell them, but I tell them. It's Buffalo. It's Buffalo, bro. <laughs> it different. ain't nothing like New York City, man. Yeah. Just like the country part on the other side of Alabama, bro. Right. It just <laughs> up like, north. It's you like Ohio or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was cold there, like very cold. Mm. You know, this already a young man's game. And when an older guy, such as myself, mm-hmm. Jerry, when you got to play in that cold water, Ooh. it hurt. It's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. But, you know, um, if the fans can stand out there, and cheer you on the way right. they did, and it was freezing. I mean, it was freezing. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. I they must be drunk. Day, I don't, they must be drunk. They had to That's be. That's the only way to stay they warm. Had to I be. don't understand And I thought it. about taking me a shot or two for the game to just <laughs> right, right. You know, get going warm. like they was going. And um, they stayed in the game the whole game. Yeah. And so that kind of, you know, kept us going too when we had, you know, the fans' momentum going towards what we was doing also. You, do you ever get used to the cold because you're kind of training in it, you're playing in it, or not really? No, no, no. I mean, you're from Alabama, so... He's like, no, I'm, you don't yeah. get used to it. Not all, not all. But um, this what I put in my head, like, before every game. I, re- I was like, okay, Mario, go out here and play this game. You're not going to be out here for long. Like, just right. get through three hours. Get through this, <laughs> you know, give it all you got, leave it on the field, and you're back in the locker room yep, warming warm. up. Right. So Ugh. that's what I put in my head. And sure enough, you know, when the game was over, it was over. 
Yeah. So I that's like me before a workout. I'm like, I just got to get through 60 minutes yeah, 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 yeah. and then I'll be done. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. But it's like three hours and it's not it's not sub zero when I'm working out. But <laughs> that's true. That's true. Mario Addison with us on the Texans Players Show. All right. So you grew up in Alabama. Yep. Does every kid in Alabama grow up rooting for either Auburn or Alabama? More definitely. More definitely. Okay. Those are two powerhouse teams in Alabama. And, um, and some guys didn't know that Auburn were actually in Alabama. Yeah. They thought it was like Auburn was in another state. Now you yeah. tell you know Auburn actually in Alabama, yeah. bro. Sure. And um, what you what you who was your school when you were growing up? I know I was, you went to Troy, but yeah. that was well before that. Um, when you're a little kid. Growing up, when I was a youngster, mm-hmm. I, I like um, Alabama for sure. Okay. I loved Alabama. It's sure. just something about Alabama, man. It just stuck out to me. Yeah. And, um, at the time they had um. Who the quarterback name? But he was our coordinator in Carolina. Mike Shula? Yeah, Mike Shula. Mike Shula mm. was the head coach there mm-hmm. when I was, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, If I would have got recruited, uh, he would have been the head coach there. And he was your coordinator in Carolina? Yep. Wow. he was, he was. And Dorse, Ken Dorsey was Ken there. Dorsey. Yep. Ken Dorsey, He was there helping scout and slowly yep. worked his way, way up. up. And yep. now he's yep. the OC in Buffalo. That's How true. about that? That's true. It's crazy, ain't it? Small world. Small world. Yeah. So you would have probably picked Buffalo if, if you were just going based on pure fandom? I'm sorry, you would have picked uh, Alabama over Auburn? That I was, was. yeah, it definitely been, yeah. Okay, so how Alabama. did you end up with at Troy? Um, none, now one of those teams kind of recruited me. Mm-hmm. And, um, Troy just kept showing up. They really? wouldn't take no for it. Yeah. But no, it was like... Did you um, want to stay in the state of Alabama? <laughs> no, no, I was going to get to. I was going to okay. I really okay. wanted to keep my talent in Alabama. Okay. And, okay. You know, um, I haven't, a young guy, haven't been away from home too much. And, you know, I can make a two-hour drive if I had to. So... That's why I chose one reason why I chose Troy, too, because it, it was like two hours away from home. All right, let's get into some of your pregame prep here, Mario. Oh, as yeah. Do you listen to music? Is it the same thing every time? Is it something different? What's your ritual like to get fired up for a game? Um, I'm going to start off with away games first. Okay. It's Every, different. Yeah, I know it's, it's different. different. Yeah. Okay. When, you, when I get on the bus going to the stadium, mm-hmm. I listen to, like, stuff that's relaxing, like maybe a little R&B, something slow, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like to take my mind off. Football just just to get away. Yep. But when I get into the stadium, oh my God, all the rap that you can throw at me, I'm listening right. to all of it, turning up, walking around. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Get the it's blood going. Time. It's turn up time. You can you know, got to mold your body until you know play time, and um, do what I do. But here, once I get in the stadium for a home game, straight rap, straight okay. rap. You know what I'm saying? I I be listening to rap while again like a little quick massage, like loosening up mm-hmm. the whole time listening to rap. Then even when I walk the field. Home or away, I walk the field one time before I go to scratching and loosening up. I'm listening to rap, turning mm-hmm. up, turning up. Yeah. Pre-game meal? Listen to rap, turning oh. up. <laughs> That's okay. your meal. He's like, my meal is music. <laughs> okay, yeah. Pre-game meal, I make sure I eat a whole lot of carbs. Okay. For really? sure. I, I need the carbs. And, uh, okay. Especially when you're playing somewhere like Miami, where it's... You're going to be running 99, around 99, chasing this, some kid yeah. all day long. So you need all the carbs you can. Mm. When you eat all the carbs, it kind of help you keep your energy at a high level. Okay. So thank God for carbs. So I eat a whole lot of carbs. So on Sunday against Cleveland, the defense played really well. I mean, that was that was a good performance. I know yes, they got some rushing yards, but yards, so what? You yeah. really didn't allow points on the defensive side. I know it's a team game. It is. It but is. it's got to be tough for you guys, for everybody. You know, some days the defense might not have it as much as the offense or special teams or whatever. How do you regard all that as a teammate? At the end of the day, we're a team. We're one. Yep. And when one side is not doing as you know they should be doing, 
you always want to uplift them and push them to, you know, tell them, you got this, which they do. Yep. You know, all we need is just to shift the momentum. That's all we need to just. Mm-hmm. And our job for the defense is to make sure we give the ball back to them as much as possible. Take it away from them. If not, score it yourself. But give the ball back to the offense more, more, more. No matter how many times they might not do anything with it, our job is still to make sure we get it to them and uplift them. And we will want them if we having a, a, a bad game or not the game that, you know, we should be having. Right. We want them guys to, you know, come to us and tell us, pick us up a little bit and tell us, let's go, let's go, we got y'all back. And when we hear stuff like that, we play even harder. So, you know, sure. we all got to, you know, lean into each other for encouragement. Absolutely. Uh, it was so, such a baseball score at the beginning of the game with the two takeaways and the safety. Yeah, a five, five nothing. Or five. I haven't I seen like, a, I can't say I've I seen a five before. Yeah, yeah. and then it was seven yeah. to five. It was five to nothing and then yeah, seven yeah, to yeah. five. But the defense, the way that you started off the game, you know, what was different this week as opposed to previous weeks? How did you guys like really lock in this week? So basically, the Miami game, we finished strong. You know, we kind of came back. We was, mm-hmm. we were getting our butt handed to us. It, it, it ain't no, ain't no safe way to say it. Mm-hmm. They was kicking out, but so, but we came back halftime and we really just played Texans ball. We locked in, we played fast, and we wanted to really play hard. Yeah, we was getting our butt kicked. You know, we were trying to change this thing around, and then we really just took that momentum from that game, and then carried it into the Browns game. So that's why we started so fast, because if we can finish like that, hot as it was, the way we did. Why not start fast like the way we finish? Sure. Right. So that's what we're trying to do. And now you have Dallas. Yep. So what about that challenge of taking out Prescott, Pollard, and Zeke? I mean, the ground game, they got great receivers. Big challenge on defense. One play at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, all we got to do is just stick to the game plan, play hard, know your job, and do your job. And that's all we got to worry about. We ain't worrying about what they got. Yeah. We're worrying about the thing that we got to do. Yeah. to stop what they're doing. And if we do what we're supposed to do, we'll stop what they're doing. So that's all we focus on right now. All right, Mario, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck this week and all the rest right. of the way. Thanks so much, man. I enjoy it, y'all. There he is, Mario Addison, Texans defensive lineman. We had Malik Collins on earlier. Very cool stuff. This show will be up on the Texans app soon enough. If it's not already, you might want to take a peek if you missed the beginning of the program. But we also have Texans All Access coming up. Texans Matchup, which is a show you don't want to miss. Wednesday night, a little sneak preview. Nick Casario, also Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys. It's all coming up. Texans All Access on the way here. It's Texans Radio.